Praise the Lord. Good morning. This is um, day eight of the Word Feast. Are you ready? And this morning, I want us to focus. I want us to focus on the Capstone Church. Amen. I want us to focus our prayer on the Capstone Church. I want us to focus our prayer on the mission of the Capstone Church. I want us to focus our prayer on the lead or leadership of the Capstone Church. I'm talking about Pastor Tokumbo. Pastor Fumi, the elders, the ministers, amen. especially Pastor Tokumba, amen. I mean, I bless all of you all the time. You guys don't even bless me at all. Cover your face in shame. You won't even remember to pray for me. And that's one of the big mistakes we make. We get blessed by our pastors, just, just hear from God and bring the mind of God to us, but we never lead them in prayer. Because we have an assumption that there are supermen who don't need our prayers. Nothing can be far, farther from the truth. That's totally unscriptural. Because Paul extensively spoke about pray for us. He's, he said it extensively several times. And I want us to go from there tonight to this morning. Amen. The book of Hebrews 13. Let's look at Hebrews 13 and let's take a burden this morning in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray for Pastor Tokes. Amen. Where is he? He's right here standing before you. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I want you to stretch your hand towards me and pray for me. And I'll, and I'll tell you in a bit why you need to pray. Why it's important for you to continue to pray for your leaders. You see, every house has a spirit. And every house has a messenger that God puts over that house. That's why God puts a solitary in families. Now, it becomes important for the messenger of the Lord to be able to hear from the Lord and release it to the people of God. It's one of the reasons why we tell people, you see, you can't just belong to any church. You can't just belong to any place. You've got to know that God wants you to be there. Very important. Because the Spirit of God will release His mind. Now, we are all priests, is that right? We are all kings and priests. Hello, people. But the way God has designed it is that God designed the local church to be a place of resource for us. Amen. And the Bible says, it puts in place apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. So, they have their place. Their place is to equip the saints for ministry. Okay, can we be equipped by the Holy Spirit without the apostle prophets? Yes, we can. But it's not going to be the same as when the apostle or prophet or the pastor or the teacher or the evangelist releases stuff over you to equip you for ministry. Amen. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. To perfect the saints. So, to mature you, you need a house. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why I want to deliberately say to people, Please do not listen to the voice of the devil that tells you you don't need a church. All believers are churches. Alright? We are the church of God. Amen? But you need a kingdom community that can watch over you in prayer. That can stand with you in agreement. Amen? Hallelujah. That can name your children for you and rejoice with you when you rejoice. Or that can bury your dead when you need them buried. That can open your house for you. That can stand in agreement with you when times are tough. When you are going through crisis. I know we don't like to own up to this, but really, some of us will have lost our mind and our marriages, but for good churches and good pastors. Do I have a witness in the house? Oh, yeah. So let's bring it back home. That without a local assembly, we are not complete. Praise the name of Jesus. And now, if God puts you in local assembly, you need to understand that there's a blessing there for you, which is why I always say to people, I tell people, if you look at a local assembly and it doesn't fit your lifestyle, please go somewhere else. Don't stay there. You'll be wasting your life and wasting the time and wasting the life of your children's children. Because every local assembly that God puts you into is supposed to do something in your life. The man of God or the woman of God is supposed to hear from the Lord and release a blessing upon your life. That's the way it is. That's also the reason why you also commit your, your time you commit your resource. You bring your family there. Praise you serve there. Amen. Hello, people. So, the pastor hears from the Lord and releases to you. And you also releases your resources of time, resources of money, resources of gifting and talent. Praise God. It's, why, it's the reason why you serve in a department in a church. It's the reason why. But I found out that Satan has done something to the body of Christ. It tells you, you don't need to be committed to any church. So, the question I ask you is, when you have a problem, why do you call the pastor? When you are sick and nobody visits you, why do you get angry? Hello, people. When you have a nature, a naming ceremony and nobody shows up, why do you, why do you get mad? When you are burying the dead and nobody really, why are you upset? Because God puts you in a place 
And God makes you a relationship person. So you relate with it. That's why I also say this. Very, very important. I'm, I'm going to come to lead you to prayer. But I need to, I need to establish this. Every time you come to local assembly, you have to say, I'm in this church because my spirit gels with the spirit of this man of God. Hello, people. Because I love him. Because I believe in his dimension. I believe he's sent to me. And as a result of that, me too, I will serve that house. I won't backbite it. I won't bicker about it. I won't spread forces against it because whenever I do that, I sow a wrong seed in that house. And if it is my, I don't know how many people, I don't know, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't think anybody else would do it. And I will get into my, into my living room, okay? And I will take trash from the dustbin and come and drop it on my newly bought sofa. Nobody does that. But you know that's what we do. We take filth from all over the place and garbage and we dump it in our house. We dump it in the church. We don't know it's our house. We don't, you don't know it is your house. That's your living room. That's the place of rest for you. Because, you see, out there, the enemy attacks your finances. You walk in a place where they don't like your face, they hate you. They are probably even casting aspersion division against you. You need a house that can stand with you. If you don't have a house that can stand with you, you're in trouble. You won't last long. And so that's one of the things that a good house does. And I do believe that every believer deserves a good house. Every believer deserves to be in a good house. I believe this is a good house. I can't hear a witness. All right, for those of you who know this is a good house, say amen. Amen. For those of you who don't know this is a good house, you just heard them say what they said. That is a good house. So you need to put your root down. Hallelujah. Amen. Pray with me. Say, Father, connect my spirit to the house you have planted me. Connect my spirit to the house you have planted me. Connect my spirit to you have planted me. Connect my spirit, Father. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13 verse 17 to 19. Let me read very quickly since these technology guys have taken their technology away. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me, please? So we're going to be praying for Pastor Talks. We're going to pray for the eldership of the Capstone Church. We're going to pray for the, for the members of the Capstone Church. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. It says, obey your leaders and submit. Hebrews 13 to 17. Obey your leaders and submit to the authority. Say me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Grant me the spirit of obedience and the spirit of submission. To obey my leader in this house. To obey the instruction of the Lord that you're passing over to me through this man of God. And to obey him and to submit to his authority in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the reason you will do those things, we obey them and submit them is because they watch over us as men who must give account. So as I stand before you, God's going to ask you, ask me about each of you. That's why some of you, I pull you aside. I say, how? What's happening in your life? I say, what's happening? What I'm trying to do is, I recognize that I am, I know you don't know it, praise the Lord. I know you don't even appreciate it. Praise the Lord. You don't even know that's what happens. But every time in heaven that they mark a register and the name of talks comes up, they do a spreadsheet and all your names show up there. And everyone asks me, what's happened to him? What's happening to her? What's happening to him? What's happening to her? What about his children? What about his work? What about his marriage? What about his ministry? What about his life? What about his health? What about his career? That's how it works. Bible says, spiritual leadership are accountable to the people under that oversight. That's why you can't be in a church that you're not willing to submit to. You have no business being in a church that you're not willing to obey the leader. Bad business. Because all that means is that you are removed from the database of the church. So you are hanging. I want you to pray and say, Father, God grant unto me a heart to obey my leader. To obey my leader. To submit myself to, the, to this ministry you have put me, Father. Let's pray that in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that in the name of Jesus. Pray that in the name of Jesus. Pray that in the name of Jesus. So that my leader can be a, can account for me in the day of assessments. I always say they looked at all their names and they found that their names are not in the book. Whichever we look at it, our continue is important. God is a man of figures. You are not just a number. Your family is important to God. Your wife, your husband, your children, even the baby in your womb, even the one that you have not made with your wife, they are, I'm going to be accountable to God before, for all of them. That's why I take my work over you very seriously. Because God will call, call, chime me for it. Now pray and say, Father, God grant unto me a spirit of obedience and a spirit of submission to this house, to this man of God, to lead me, to guide me. I submit myself to his authority.
Come and lift your voice. Help me, Father. You know, sometimes people don't know, you need, you need, they don't know they don't know that they need to pray this. Sometimes they think that, well, that man, what is he preaching? I can preach better. What is he teaching? I can teach the same thing. It's not about skill set, it's about responsibility. Pray and say, Father God Almighty, grant unto me. Father God Almighty, grace to obey this house and to submit to this man's, to this man's authority. As he watches over me, say Father in the name of Jesus. As he watches over me and gives account of me, help me to obey his leadership. Help me to submit to his authority so that he will lead me with joy in the name of Jesus. You see, the Bible says that obey them so that their work will be a joy. There's nothing as terrible as a pastor coming to a church and hating people and feeling that somebody hates him. And it happens a lot. You see, pastors coming to preach in a church service and they can't talk to people because they feel the person hates them. And they feel the person too. They they, they, they to hate the person. How many people know that, that there is a curse in between both people? If I feel that you hate me, and I'm supposed to be oversight over you, that's a problem. Nothing good from God through me will ever flow to you. Nothing good from you will ever flow to me. So there must be no curse. So say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I open myself to you, grant unto me, that my heart will be connected to this house, so that this man of God can lead me, and that his leadership over me, he will do it with joy, in the name of Jesus. And not with a burden and a struggle, in the name of Jesus. So that he can pray for me. So he can watch out for me. So he can watch over for me for my good. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says for that will be. If he does it with a burden or with a struggle. He says it won't, it won't help your government. Let me use my people's language. It will be a disadvantage to you. If any pastor. That's why I want to warn you. Please don't give me trouble. I said it before. I'll say it again. You don't need to like me. You don't need to like my ministry. You don't need to love this church. There are a million churches in this city. You don't have to be here. Somebody listen to what I'm saying? Very important. People make this mistake. Even if you are here because you want to close the deal, close the deal and leave. Don't stay in this church because if you don't receive the spirit over this man, this short man, this not handsome man, this man that has, that has no body, hello people, or whatever it is in your head, that the enemy is saying to you, oh, I'm just enjoying it. Oh. You don't enjoy a church. You don't enjoy a man of God. You're there because you feel a sense of sending. God sent me here. You don't even leave except God tells you go. How many people know that? I've been in a church before where I felt they, I mean, my pastor did something to me. I was very upset. I was very upset. I mean, what did my pastor do? I was leading the church. I was leading a very vibrant part of the church. I want you to listen to it because it's very important. I'm speaking to you because we're moving forward and we nothing must break this hedge over us. And I got to church one Sunday after serving for five years in that ministry and my pastor stood up and he fired me from the pulpit. And right there, they never told me what I did wrong. They never told me whatever, whatever it is. My pastor fired me. And right there, introduced the person who was taking over for me. They didn't even consult me at all. I was heartbroken. I felt disappointed. I felt hurt. I felt bitter in my spirit. I went to my told my wife. I said, babe, did you see what happened? She said, yes. I saw what happened. And I know you feel bad. And I feel really bad. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to leave this church. I'm just going to leave this church. Then the only good said to me, you want to die young? How did you get that first then? I said, Lord, you sent me there. So how come what your pastor did and disgraced you on public view, how come that is enough to drive you away from the church? Are you crazy? He didn't say that. You know, God doesn't talk like that, but ask me. Because before you go and say, pastor said, God speaks bad language. God used no. God, I'm not saying that. God doesn't talk like that. <laughs> that is my language. God used no language. God is a God of love. He's just trying to get sent to my head. I said, but God, oh God, it is what it is. I said, yes. So what? They fired you. Is it your work? Is it your church? Are you the one they called? I called. Do you know what they are going through? I said, Many of you here, listen to me, are like that. You're hurt by something I said, by someone the pastor has said to you before. You're jumping all over the place. And you have no cover. Stop now. So I sat back in that church after God spoke to me. I said, so God, what do you want me to do? You're all right now. Listen to me. They moved you from this department, fired you. A disgrace. He said, move to that department and serve there. And I did and I served. A lot of things I'm doing today in ministry was a result of people I met in the place of my humiliation. In the place where I felt shortchanged and appreciated undervalued. I moved to a children's church. I never worked with children. I began to pamper two-year-olds and carry on my shoulders and do up and down, Father Abraham to four-year-olds. 
What a disgrace. Especially when you recognize that before I went to that church, I was a full-fledged pastor in another church. I was just managing the position they gave me. And they now fired me. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean people, come, I, I, I might even feel me here. I mean, I'm a full-fledged pastor in the church. I just came to manage the little ministry you are giving to me. And I'm doing better. You now fired me. Today, the people I met, the things I learned, I learned by that point of humiliation. Eventually, that church is a functional life church. Everybody knows Pastor Ayo, Pastor Dario. As I stand today, I'm a celebrity everywhere I turn in that church. When I show up, everybody celebrates me. When a man goes anywhere and he talks, he says, I only have very few guys I trust. Any major project in this country or beyond that he wants to do, he says, Talks, are you available? I say, Yes, sir. But he fired me. And I got mad with him. And I was going to leave his church. But the Holy Ghost says, Son, are you crazy? No, he didn't say that. Didn't say that. <laughs> and now pray and say, Father, connect my heart. If there be any hurt in my heart towards this church, towards this man of God, Father, God, I forgive him. And I forgive myself and I forgive us. Come on, can you pray this with me this morning? Can you pray this morning? Because you have hurts. Many of you have hurts. Some pastors have hurt you so bad. Some pastor talks have hurt you so terribly. And you have a right to be hurt because you've been so, so... God knows you sold yourself out to that enterprise. You served that church. And all they could do to reward you was to disgrace you. And you feel justified that I'm sad and I'm angry with them. And I would never serve any other church anymore. I would never commit myself to any church anymore. I would just up in and up out. I would never be a card card member of any church. It's a big mistake. Even the ministry I'm doing today is a platform that they gave me. I still have been struggling. A lot of my friends who jumped out because they had even done the little things they did today, but not even as much. They are struggling. They are coming. They are calling me and asking for money. They are coming and asking me for can I can you can you help, can you help my children? Can you do this? There is a way personal hurt can take you out of your destiny when you don't understand what God is saying. I want you to pray and say, Father, Lord, connect my heart to this man. Connect my heart to this enterprise. And I think this is a surgery program. God is doing a surgical work in some people's hearts today. Who have not truly accepted that they are called to this house. There are people here who have not truly accepted they are called to this house. And I'm not talking about you just joined this church two months ago or two weeks ago. There are people who are here who have been with me for the last ten years who are not part of this house. Even in my leadership, there are people who are in this church who are in my leadership who are not part of this house. Who are just enjoying me. So I say that. And it's a very, very deep, serious meeting. Who are just saying to themselves, I'm just here to be trained and then go and do my own thing. I'm just here to, I'm just, I've been with you for 10 years, but I'm, and it's beginning to show up. Some of them are leaving. And you saw, some, you saw about three or four of them left. And I'd even go to call them back. Even though they've been with me for, for years, for more than 10 years. Because I understand this principle that people can be in your face but never be in your spirit. And I heard that one of them has even, some of them have even been, they have been, the church they went to, they have not been ordained. They have been ordained as pastors. And I say, I feel sorry for them and the church that ordained them. Because I'm still getting feedback about them that they are still stealing people's money and still taking people by false pretenses. Because I refuse to put my anointing and my office behind them. Because I know what is in them. I want you to pray. Say, Father. Connect my heart to this enterprise. Connect my heart to this mission. Connect my heart to this man. Or take me out if and if it is not my house. That's a, that's a tough place to pray. But connect my heart to this man. Or take me out of this church if this is not my house. Connect my heart to this house. Connect my heart to this man. Or take me somewhere else if this is not the place where you called me to. But you have a right to go to where God has called you to be. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I want to be a member of this house and serve in this house. I don't want this man to ever struggle. I don't want pastoring me to be a burden to him. Because if it's a burden to him, then I will not have joy in my own life too. So, Father God Almighty, whatever it is that is in my life, that is fighting against, against his vision and fighting against his ministry and fighting against his word and fighting against the dimension of ministry, Father God Almighty, please remove it from me, I being. I feel this is home for me. Connect my heart to him. And let his ministry bless me. Let your blessing of God in this ministry, let it be released unto me. Let it change. Let this ministry change my life. Use this man for me. Use this man for me. Use this man for me. In the name of Jesus. Verse 18 says, pray for us 
we are sure we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in any way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. I want you to pray and say, Father God Almighty, cause this man to be honorable in his ministry. Give him the spirit of honor. To be an honorable, let Pastor Toby be an honorable man of God. Give him the spirit of honor. To be a man of God indeed, not just a preacher, not just a nice preacher. Not just a good man, not just a man who, who loves to pray. But Lord, make him an honorable man. I told you, I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to pray. For the very first time, some of you have never prayed for me before. Because you never, not because you don't like me, but because you never even thought I needed prayer. You never even thought it was important for you to ever pray for me. I want you to pray and say, Father God, I pray for this man that you have a clear conscience. Lord Almighty, as he stands before you all the time. As he represents this house before you in your throne room. Father God, give me a clear conscience. Purge his life of every sin and everything that does not glorify your name. Make him a man of honor. I want you to pray for Pastor Tox. I'm teaching you to pray for me. I'm teaching you to pray for the messenger of this house. I'm praying to pray for the overseer of this house. I'm teaching you to pray for the man that God said over this house. I'm speaking, asking to pray for the man through whom God will release a word through you. I pray for him. I pray for Pastor Tox. I pray for Pastor Tox. I pray for Pastor Tox. Beautiful thing about it is that you can't hate me and pray for me at the same time. The moment you begin to pray for me, you begin to say, wow, maybe it's not really that bad. So, Father, I pray for him. Come on, pray for Pastor Tox. Pray for Pastor Tox. Pray for Pastor Tox. For the very first time, yes? Pray for Say, Father, I pray for Pastor Tox. Make him honorable. Make him a man of honor. Make him, an, make, make him a man of clear conscience. Make him a man of the spirit. Make him a man who hears you. Make him a man who loves you. Make him a man who will do only your will. Because it's as he does only your will that he can hear your mind and then he can bring it to us as he preaches or as he does what fits or whatever it is. It's only a man who has access to God that can bring release to others. Father, make him a man of access. Come and pray for me. Say, Father, I pray for Pastor Tom. Make him a man of access. Let him have access to your mind. Let him have access to your plan. Let him have access to your will. Let him have access to your design. Let him have access to what your strategy is for this day. Lord Almighty, I have not come to this church to use him. I have not come to this church to take from him. Today, whatever I give back to him, I give back my love, my power, my blessing. I bless this man. I bless him. I bless his mind. I bless his spirit. I bless his command. I want you to bless my ministry. I want you to bless this. And if you think that I'm being audacious, I'm being selfish, okay, that's your problem. I'm telling you, this is the seizing of the Lord over our lives. And in this season of the Lord, the focus is pray for this man. Pray for this man. Bless him. Bless his ministry. Bless his spirit. That God will make him a man of clear conscience. That God will make him a man of honor. That God will make him a man that is restored. That all he has lost himself, Father, restore it to him. Because a man can never give what he doesn't have. If I don't have breakthrough, I can't give it to you. If I don't have spirit, I can never give it to you. So, Father God, make him a man of content. Make him a man of quality. Lord, Almighty, fill his life with your power. Let your blessing rest upon his life. Grant unto him the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom. Give him access to your mind and your will. Let him know what this house needs. Let him know what food to feed this house with. Let him know what is your mind for everyone in this house. Let him know what speaker to bring, what preacher to, to bring, what message to bring, what series to run, what ministry to release over this house. Lord Almighty, use him. Lord Almighty, open the heavens above him. I pray for my pastor today. I bless my pastor. He always blessed me, but Lord, today I bless him. He's always prayed for me, but Lord, now I pray for him. Always watch out for my good, but Lord, now I watch out for his good. That as he leads me, he will lead me with joy. He will lead me with joy and not a burden. That my life will not be a burden to him. Not mine or others. That our lives will not be a burden to him. That it will not be, we will not, be a, we will not give him struggle in the ministry. Lord Almighty, make this house conducive so that as he wakes up, he wakes up to pray, to seek the face of the Lord. And as he prays, he picks up the word of God for every one of us. A word in season to the weary soul. Make him a good householder. Who knows what to feed the house with at the appropriate time. Jesus said a good householder, a good steward, a good house manager knows what is the right meal for the house. Pray and say, Father, give Pastor Talks the mind and the anointing of a good house manager. So that he knows what meal to prepare for the house. What balanced meal. What balanced lifestyle. What balanced dimension of the Christ. Father. Because if he does that. The Bible says to your advantage. 
If it doesn't do that, Bible says you are in a deficit. So Father, I pray that my life will move on an advantage. Lord, move my life forward as you move this man forward in the spirit. Come on, pray for me. 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 This is how God has to connect the heart of the fathers to the sons. That's how the blessing comes. That's what Malachi says. He says, in the last days, I will connect the heart of the fathers to the sons and the heart of the sons to the, to the, to the fathers. So, this is a connect- so God is connecting the heart of you to me and my heart to you. So that we will be one as we move against the enemy. There will be no schism in our midst. There will be no division in our midst. There will be no hatred or variance or, or strife or unforgiveness or what somebody said what pastor said what pastor Fumi said what the leader said they hurt me they don't care about me they don't love me they don't watch out for me lord i will shut down all those things right now all those poisons in this house all those toxins in this house father we shut them right now we flush them out we release the spirit of god the spirit of joy the spirit of responsibility the spirit of leadership accountability that pastor will be accountable and responsible and honorable in his ministry that all the leaders in the capstone church will be responsible and honorable in their dealings that all the s of units s of ministries will be accountable they'll be responsible in their announcement they'll be responsible for everyone under their leadership father we pray this today come on pray that in the name of jesus so you're going to lead you to pray before i lead you to pray for the church members want you to pray that god would Give me the capacity to lead this church. Capacity to lead this church in the accuracy of God's mind for her. You can imagine what would have happened if I didn't pick up the mind of God that God wants us to have a time of bringing a prophet to come and stir up something at a time of fast and prayer for this period of time. People won't have the yokes over their lives broken. They will remain in the same thing under 20 years. Nothing will shift. They will die frustrated and die broken. So we need, we need this man to be able to be accurate in what God wants for, uh, for us. And when God calls a man, it's not about the man. God thinks, God has the people in mind. That's why no pastor can stand up and say, it's my ministry. You go and, go and sit down. You don't have a ministry. The ministry is the ministry of the Lord. Ministry is about God and his people. You are just a vessel. So what I'm trying to say is that I stand here before you, not that I say, not because my, this is not my ministry. If I mess up, God will kill me and raise you in my place. Nobody has any ministry. It is the ministry of Jesus. We are just privileged as under shepherds. But while we are at it, we take responsibilities as men who will give account of our stewardship for 10 years, 15 years, or whatever it is. So I do not lay claim to master of anything. I'm just saying, trying to say to you, this is a vessel that God wants to use for you, and it must be clean. This vessel must hear God. So pray and say, Father God, grant unto, unto Pastor Talks capacity to be accurate in your mind for me I know pastors carry themselves as their church you call it their church it's his church and his church wife and his wife's church the reason is because the man has taken responsibility and his wife has taken responsibility and you have not that's really why I call it husband and wife church really that's, that's what happens in the, in the final analysis you find out that while everybody is busy abdicating responsibility the man puts his shoulder to it his wife in pity looks at the man suffering puts her shoulder to it and helps him and then they have that tag, Mr. and Mrs. Church. And that's not it is, what it is. Pray and say, Father, give him capacity. And his wife, give his wife capacity to stand with him. Let's pray. I want you to pray for Pastor Tox. Who is Pastor Tox? That's me. Why am I asking to pray for me? Because you need to. If your life is going to move forward. So pray for me and pray and say, Father, give him capacity. In the name of Jesus. Secondly, I want you to pray that God will give me capacity to design growth systems. See, every local assembly has a growth pattern and a growth system. And this system is in the way ministries are released, ministry initiatives are released. It's in the way human resources are managed. Who do we put in charge of who? Why do we need to put this person in this, in this team, to lead this team and not this one? When we put teams together, who should lead the team? God must help me to know that. Because if I put the wrong person on to lead the team, it will wreck the house. So I need to be accurate in the Lord. How do I choose my leaders? So that's a human resource system. It's very important. Jesus will go and choose 12 and call them and say, you follow me. You follow me where they don't because you understand the power of human resources as a major system for, for growth engine, as a growth engine for a church. 
And I can mess up this great work that God has in this church if I choose the wrong people. So I want you to pray for me. That God will grant unto me the capacity, the capacity to design growth systems. To choose human resources appropriately. Put, to release ministries that I need to release. As we move into a new level, into a new dimension of our local, local assembly, there are some things that God has been speaking to our heart. We need to release new ministries. And so new leaders will emerge in this place. Some of you are allowed to redeploy or reshuffle. Some of you are allowed to fire. Praise the name of Jesus. May God grant me boldness to fire you if I have to fire you. I can't can hear a lot of amen. amen. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. All right, it's, it's very important. Amen. It's very, very important. All right, let me say that. I won't fire anybody. Amen. I'd not intend to fire anybody. Okay, let me just say that. I'm just trying to say that. But that every decision that has to do with human resources, God must give to us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray that God will also help me in the accounting system. Distribution of wealth. Who do we help? Some people come to you and they are deceivers. And because you know they are deceivers, when somebody else comes, you may decide to say, I'm not going to help anybody. And then you close the door to everyone's blessing over the local assembly. I need accuracy of the wisdom of God to know who, to, who truly needs help, who needs to be helped, and who is the fake. I want, can you, will you pray for me, people? That in, the, in, the, in, in how I use the resources of this church, the tithe you're offering, the givings you make, I'm going to be accountable to God. I can't just make any investment. I can't just give dash people money. I can't just put money into that project. I can't just do that, that program. However nice it may look, it has to be God's mind. Because for every penny of anybody who gives in this church, I'm going to be accountable before God. I need to do it well. Father, help me. Pray for Pastor Talks. Our human resources management, our financial resource management, our accounting, where we distribute wealth in this church. Who gets what? Who gets paid? How much does people get, do people get paid? What salary do you fix for this person? So that you do not underpay the person. Lord, help us not to underpay people. And help us not to overpay people. Lord, even as we go into a building project and we're going to spend a lot of money, Father, help us not to give money to people's hands who will squander them. Grant unto us, Lord Almighty, wisdom to manage the resources, the financial resources, and to be accountable to compute every amount that goes out and be able to sign before God and say, We spent it in the wisdom of God. Will you pray for me, people? We have a major project, Lord, in the next one week. We can't spend money anyhow. We can't waste your hard-earned money. Oh, we have to be accurate. Every penny must be spent in a total accuracy. Not because you will ask me, not because you will take me to court, but because I will give account before God about how I spent the monies you put in my hand to serve God with. So pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for my team. Pray for my leadership team. That all the people working with me in this enterprise all the pastors starting from Pastor Fumi to Pastor Taiwo to all the eldership of this church that they will be true men of God of accountability and responsibility that they will have a sense of responsibility that all the people involved in raising the funds for the Capsule Resource Center project they will do it with integrity and that all the people that will be involved in distributing the monies to the masons to the carpenters to the construction companies or to people doing many things that they will be accurate. We will not overpay anybody. We will get the maximum service from everybody. I just got an approval from the permanent secretary yesterday. Yesterday evening we are chatting. And says you are, you are, you are, you are released to, to the building project. We got our approval. We got our approval. And so we've crossed that point of do we have approval? We have approval. Now we are going to be distributing resources. We've got to do it well and accurately. Because this has come at people. People have given their blood. Pastor Talks can't just spend it anyhow. No. Pastor Talks can't just sign a check anyhow. No. Even if his friend is, is oh, he can't just sign any check anyhow. No, God, don't allow him, Lord. Speak to his heart. Guide him. Guide his team. I pray for Pastor Pumi, Father, as she leads this project. Guide her. In who to get, who to employ, to do the plumbing work, the electrical work, the casting work, the form work, electrical work. Lord, might give them wisdom to choose the right people, the right team to do this work. We're moving on the next phase of this assignment, people. We need every accuracy we can get, including 
Who gets what amount of money? And why do we pay them that much? Father, help, help this man. Help this man. We have never gone this way before. Help us, Lord. Help our church. Help our church. So that, Father God, every amount that has been given to the hand of this man to, to serve you with, he will use it judiciously. He will use it in wisdom. He won't fritter it away. He won't just throw it away, God Almighty. But he will be frugal about it. And he will be accurate in our expenses. In the name of Jesus. Thirdly, somebody is asking, are we, all, are we just going to pray for pastor today? Yes, you will pray for me today. Why do you have to pray for me today? Because once you pray for me and I get it right, you don't have to pray too much for yourself. Your life will change. If I get it right, your life will change. So pray. That God will grant me the spirit of discernment to choose the right people into this, into this strategic leadership positions in this church. Who will take this church into our prophetic destiny in Christ. Can you pray that with me? Father, this man chooses his leadership. And I'm saying, I'm saying this because we're going to be moving this church forward, fast-tracking this church in an amazing way as we release new ministries in the days to come. We're going to have to choose people that I'll, be, I'll choose strategic leaders, men who are strategic in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray with me. 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 Let me join our prayer to that. Pray also that as we choose these men and these women, and I'm talking about some of you, some of you are going to be discovering your leadership in this church. We're going to give you a small assignment, you're going to excel in it, and then you just, you just find that suddenly you become the leader in that sector. I want you to pray that God will make all leaders in this church accountable, accountable, accountable to the leadership, to the oversight, and accountable to the people. That will allow ourselves to be self-audited I want you to pray for, my, for me as I lead this church. I want you to pray for all the people working with me, starting from Pastor Fumi to Pastor Taiwo to Elder Sego to Elder Demola Adeoye to Elder Christie to Elder Tomide to all these great men and women who are ministers with me, all my great heads of departments and their associates, all the heads of ministries, either the men's ministry, women ministry, youth ministry children's ministry the different ministries that we have that God will make us accountable men and women that when you call any of us to question we'll be able to answer you we'll not be arrogant against you that we will be accountable to you that I will be accountable to this house that I will make my life transparent and open before you and I'll not arrogate to myself more than who I am truly am come and pray for me pray this for me people pray this in the name of Jesus very important Pray this. Pray this. Koba Shadabahar. In Jesus' name. I'm going to get you to pray for yourself, but not yet. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm not going to raise babies. I'm going to raise my children and women. Babies don't know anything other than me, myself, my food, my mouth. But my children and women understand responsibility and capacity. As I lead in the next 10 minutes to do this, I want you to understand this. Book of Ezra chapter 8 is what I'm, be, what I'm building this burden on. For those of you who are just coming, God is walking us in a word feast through the book of Ezra, among other books. And in verse 1, the scripture says, Ezra chapter 8 in verse 1. I'll read it and then I'll, 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 I'll read Ezra chapter 8 verse 1 and I'll read from verse 15. And, I'll go. and the Bible says, these are the family heads and those registered with them who came up with me. I want you to pray on this verse 1. Lord Almighty, not only will you release our pastor into his destiny, you release all of us too. That none of us will be in the curse anymore. That all of us will enter into where you're trusting. It's a very powerful moment in my life right now. I can tell you this very clearly. I'm about to go into a project with my wife that we've never done before. We've never done anything like this before. Now we've been involved in big projects, but we've never done this before. We've killed some bears and some lions in the past, but it's a Goliath. And we will kill this one. For those of you who have been coming during the week, I've told you how we kill this one will determine what label we'll get in the next one year. Whether we attack the rebel or we attack the reformer. It's how we finish this. So this is a very, very emotional moment in my life. A very critical success factor moment in my life. And we will finish it, baby. We will build it. But I don't want to be the only one who will build a great life and a great ministry. I want to believe God that everybody here who is building something in their lives, they also will build well. Yeah. 
and they will lift your voice and pray that God move our pastor into his destiny and move us there too, into our destiny. Lift your voice and say, Father. That's what Ezra said. Ezra said, God moved me and the people there. A lot of times, it's only the pastor that is going forward. It's only the pastor that is moving forward. The people are, are rot, are stuck. They are stuck in failure. They are stuck in the limitation. They are stuck. And they are wondering, how come it's only the pastor that is moving forward? It's not so. It's because they didn't pray some things together. And that's why I said you need to pray that your heart will connect so that whatever it is we go, you are going together with me. Because I can tell you people, I say it again to you, that project is a done deal. And your project will be a done deal. In the next one year, I will be testifying. You will be testifying about you too. God will have moved our lives together forward in Jesus. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Say, Father God, don't leave me behind. As you move my pastor forward, move me too. Lift your voice. Father, move us together. Move me with my pastor. Connect our destinies and let our destinies front line. Let us, let us go forward. Father, I connect my life to this man. And if you, you don't know success. I'm a very successful man. I'm a man that is fulfilled. I have a great wife. I have an amazing children. I have an amazing church. I lead a great church. I get into the mind of God and I pick the mind of God at will. What else does a man need to succeed? I'm a successful man. I'm a great man. I'm loving my life. Every day I wake up with a bounce. I want everybody to experience the same. To wake up with a bounce. For their life to count for something. For them to be moving forward. For them to have joy. For them to be able to say, my life is moving forward. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I touch that does not turn to gold. Nothing. And I want this for everybody here under the influence of my voice. You will not fail anymore. I want to pray that God will cost you never to fail one more day in your life. I say you will not fail one more day in your life. I say you will no longer struggle one more day in your life. That's why I say to you, by the time you come back from Dubai, New York will be waiting for you. And if you're not careful, Avad will take you over too. She's laughing. I'm talking to her right now. I'm speaking. I speak that to all of you in the name of Jesus. Because our lives are going forward. As this man's life is going forward, your life will go forward. As many as are connected in spirit to Tokumbo Johnson, you will never struggle again. Amen. Lift your voice. Pray. Come on. Pray for me. And say, Father, move me with this man. Move me forward with this man. Don't move him alone, Lord. Move me too with him. I want to, I want to hurt you. Don't stay on the sideline, please. Don't stay on the fringe. Whatever it is, they say. They say they are building a project. CRC. Put your money in it. Put your money in it. A pastor is not, is not, God is not, I don't have much. That might in your hand. Put it inside it and say, I throw it in. It's a seed into my own life too. They can't be doing something awesome like this and I will stay on the fringe and say, I don't have money. If you continue to say, you know, you don't have money, may you never be your portion. You will never have enough. But you will always have as you continue to partner with God. So you say, Lord, I throw this thing too. Give me the form. Although I don't worry about the form, I will give something in every week. You've said that. I'm not going to force you to say that. You have to say that. Because God is moving our lives together forward. And you're not going to be left behind. Father God, I pray for myself and I pray for men. That as we yoke together, Father God, none of us will be left behind in the name of Jesus. I promise I'm going to pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for your family. Amen. Because at the last time, I'm still your pastor. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. But I want you to pray that God will give unto us great men. To move in this next vision with us. When you get over the book of Ezra chapter 8 from verse 15 all the way to the end, you will see the Bible says, Ezra said, we have come to that point where we need men of capability. It says they looked and they found that there were, there were no Levites there. I was sharing this in the morning. It says there were no Levites there. Verse 15. It says we looked and we saw there were no Levites there. Which basically means Levites are people who multitask, who have multi-capacities, like men of David. They could do a lot of things. They could move, they could move the priesthood, they could move service, they could serve. They are designed as growth engines. Capacity, big capacity engines. Ezra said, We have the funds, we have the king's decree, we have the favor of the king, but we lack capable men. He said, We're not gonna move forward until they bring us Levites. And they stood in the, har- in the canal of our harbor until he said, go get me Levites. And scripture said, when they brought, they brought Levites. The Bible says they brought one man. His name was Sherebiah. The Bible describes like this. It says, Sherebiah, a capable man. I pray that in this season of our local church, we will not just have men, we will have capable men. 
And as I look into the study and I look into what that, that word meant, it actually was a very strong word. And I think it says something like um, intelligence. I want to pray for men of intelligence. Discretion, knowledge, policy, prudence, sense, understanding, wisdom. In that, in that capable, that's what it means. I want, to, I want you to pray with me that God will raise you with this capacity. Pray for me. Pray with me. Almighty, make me a capable man. Give me capacity for intellect, for intelligence, for discretion, for prudence, for wisdom. Let wisdom fill my life. As I move with this man into that next phase, fill my life with a new level of wisdom and intellect, such as the world has never seen before. Like Daniel, who are ten times better. Give me wisdom ten times better than my peers in my industry. Many of you begin to function with your new anointings that make you recognize that you are never stupid. It's just that you needed wisdom. Now I pray that God will give you that wisdom, that spirit of wisdom, that spirit of wisdom to make you that man of capacity, to make you that man and that woman in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Father, enhance me. Give me capacity enhancements. If I had capacity for two men, give me capacity of ten men now. Pray for yourself. Make me like Sherebiah. Make me a Levite. You pray that? So you, you can grow your wisdom, friends. You can grow your wisdom. You can grow anything is possible for him that believe. You can grow anything. You can I'm saying that to you. You can grow anything. You can go just about anything inside your spirit. Say, Father God, grow me. Grow my intellect. Grow my intelligence. Make me a more intelligent man. They say to you that whatever it is you do is just shoddy and, and mediocre. Say, Father, I change that right now. I'm ten times wiser. I help my game. Come on, somebody speak to God. And say, Father, I help my I help my game. I have more brain cells. Before you can't think. Before you think anything, you're tired. Now you begin to function 24 hours. Your brain will be buzzing with ideas. 50 ideas. 100 ideas. Excellent ideas. Because now God is giving you new capacity. Come on, let's ask for fresh capacity. You can only be rewarded according to your capacity. That's why you haven't made much. Because you lack capacity. The world will reward you according to capacity. Pray and say, Father God, grow my capacity. Make me a man of capacity. Make me a woman of capacity. I know you are, you, are born, you are born poor. You are born by parents who never went to school. So what? You live in Africa. So what? You can live in Babylon and face Zion. Daniel was in Babylon. Daniel was in a bad economic situation. It was in a, it was in a toxic political situation. But he had wisdom that is ten times better. I want you to pray that and say, Father God, make me ten times wiser than my peers. Make me ten times wiser than my unbelieving counterparts. Father God, might increase my capacity that when I get to work tomorrow, some ideas I'll be bringing for, some script I'll be writing, something I'll be, the people will be wondering, where are you guys? I'll say, I've been with Jesus. Father, increase me as a growth engine for this church. Increase me as a man like Sherebiah. Father, I receive this for myself and for this man. I can't even leave you to pray this enough, friends. That's why I say you need to go home and take it. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says not only was Sherebiah, the Bible says Sherebiah came with about 220 others like himself. Friends, that's what we need in this church. We need this. I'm, I'm begging you to pray this for me because we need this in this level. From what it looks like, from where we are going into, from the next video, we're going to need a lot, every hand on deck. We're going to need every capacity, every idea, every resource. We are building a resource center. We're going to need, we're going to start schools, we're going to start NGOs, we're going to start community services, we're going to start health services, we're going to start all manner of things. I need everybody rising up their capacity. I can't do this work alone. And I'm praying that God will send us men. So pray with me and say, Father, send us men of capacity. Lift, lift your voice and say, Father, send us men. Jesus said, pray for the harvest, the Lord of harvest, that he might send laborers to the harvest. Father, send us these men. Bring them from all over the world to come to our church. Bring them from all over the world to come to our church. Build them, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Let me, let me close this meeting. All right, I want to pray for you that God would protect your families. Ezra said, I told the king that he would not need to protect us because the hand of God is upon us to protect us and our children. And as a result of that, God protected us. A lot of people here are soft targets to the enemy. I want to pray for you. You are weak, you are tired, you are sick. Not sick physically, but you are not moving the momentum you are supposed to move in. 
you are defenseless. You are a soft target to the enemy. I want to pray that the hand of God will be upon you. And that none of you will be a casualty. Can you pray with me? Can you join me to pray for you? Father, I agree with this man of God. That you will cover every child in this family. Every pregnant woman. There will be no miscarriage. There will be no miscarriages. There will be no miscarriages. There will be no abortion. No stillbirths. Can you pray with me? Can you pray? Can you agree with me over this church? For all our men and women, for all our children, as they go to school, none of them will be abducted. No child in this church will be kidnapped. No ourself will poison any child in this place. No driver will molest any girl in this in this house. Can you pray with me? Can you pray with me? Can you pray with me, please? We're praying for the Capstone Church. We're praying for pastors. We're praying for the church leaders. We're praying for church members. We're praying for our children. That the hand of God will be upon our church. That nobody in this church will be a victim. No child. No baby. No two-year-old will be violated. No 18-year-old girl will be violated. No 23-year-old woman will be seduced in this church. No baby will be raped in this church. For the hand of God is upon us. And his faith is over us. None of our children will be molested. None of our two-year-olds who are in, with nannies and, and in crashes. No nanny will molest. No crash owner will molest our children. Lord Almighty, in this hospital season, let your hand be upon our church. Father, I agree, my brethren, Father God. For all our pregnant women, let them deliver safely. For all our women who are believing for the freedom, let them, let them conceive and have their children. For all our children who are running around, let them not fall into accident. Let them not into fire. Let there be no fire accident. Father, let there be no arson. Let there be no fire. Let there be no reason. Be our divine insurance, Lord. Can you pray with me for this church? Can you protect everybody in this church with me? Can you let's protect everybody? Let's protect every investment. No business will be burned down with fire. You will go to work tomorrow. Your shop will be safe. Intact. No arm robbery. No burglary. Nobody will boggle your house. Nobody will boggle your business. Nobody will make away with millions from your business. No clerk, no accountant will take your money away. You'll not be a victim. Can you pray with me? And let's cover this house. This is the house. This is all we got. This is our house, people. As our young men go to work, they'll not be abducted. As our young women go to work, they'll not be abducted. No ritual killing victim in this church. No one chance. I stand and I agree with everybody in this house. No one chance. No victim of ritual killing. And if the enemy has put anybody in his mouth, I command you, Satan, spew them out! No child molestation. No child abuse. No rape victim. No domestic violence victim. No fire incident. No arson. No burglary. No incidents. No enchantment, no divination. As we leave our homes in the morning, we'll come home in the evening intact. Nothing stolen, no money stolen, no passport stolen, no dollar stolen, no fire incident, no gas explosion, no food poisoning, no eat and run, no car accident, no car jacking, no thefts. I cover everyone in agreement. I cover you with the glory of God. For the hand of our God is upon us. To watch over us. To bring us into a place of rest. Do I have an amen for everybody? Put your hand together. Let's celebrate Jesus.